Hi, this is Pam Johnson. Today I'm going to discuss CT of the gallbladder, a pattern-based approach with ultrasound and pathologic correlation. This presentation was the efforts of multiple people, including one of our residents, and I'd like to acknowledge them. As we know, with widespread use of CT, gallbladder pathology can be discovered incidentally, or it may be the underlying source of a patient's symptomatology that prompted their imaging. So it's important to recognize the CT appearance of both inflammatory and neoprostic processes, and it's essential to understand that many of these processes have overlapping findings. With respect to technique, IV contrast is really essential for a number of reasons particularly in the patient with gallbladder inflammation because you will see the secondary finding of hepatic hyperemia which supports the diagnosis of active acute inflammation as shown in this image in a patient with cholecystitis. If gallbladder cancer is suspected, we do dual phase arterial and venous phase imaging for preoperative planning to determine resectability and to evaluate for hepatic invasion or metastases. It's really essential in patients with gallbladder cancer to uh, interpret the study using the multiplanar reconstructions in order to fully delineate the relationship of the gallbladder mass to the extrahepatic biliary system, the surrounding organs, and the vasculature. Gallbladder cancer often presents at a late stage with invasion of adjacent organs, and many of these, particularly the colon, the duodenum, are best displayed with a coronal, coronal multiplanar reconstruction. The information is really essential for preoperative planning to determine if a patient with gallbladder cancer is resectable. Even beyond patients with cancer, multiplanar reconstructions are great for evaluating the gallbladder because in the axial plane, many pathologic processes will look like a mass, but when, when uh, viewed coronally, it's it's much more apparent that it's actually just a segment of wall thickening as opposed to an intraluminal mass, as shown in this patient with xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis. Here's another patient which appears to have a, a gallbladder mass on the axial image, and on the coronal multiplanar reconstruction, it's very clear that it's just a segment of wall thickening in adenomyomatosis. So always look at the coronal multiplanar reconstruction when evaluating the gallbladder. Here's a question. What percentage of gallstones are identified on CT? And the answer is 75%. As we know, gallstones can be comprised of calcium, cholesterol, and it turns out that the CT appearance relates more to the cholesterol than the calcium content. This is a paper published in 1998 that elucidated about 25% of gallstones will not be visualized on CT. So I collected a nice array of gallstones. We see the calcified stones on the left, the variable appearance of calcified stones depending on the size. They can be homogeneously calcified or they can have rim calcification. And the middle set of image shows some non-calcified stones and the, the image on top shows, well actually both show a little bit of gas within the stones which we can see sometimes. And then the images on the right show the isodense stone that is not visualized on CT. So if you look at the two CT images, you cannot see the stone. But on ultrasound, clearly there's a large stone within the gallbladder lumen and there were stones in the distal common duct. So important to remember that you will not see approximately a quarter of gallstones on CT. 
So here's the overview of what I'm going to review today. Um, in terms of inflammatory processes, we're going to discuss acute cholecystitis, both the simple and the complicated. And CT becomes an excellent imaging tool in cases of complicated cholecystitis, where it really holds the advantage over ultrasound. And this includes perforated, gangrenous, emphysematous, and hemorrhagic cholecystitis, as well as the patient with Maritzi syndrome. We're going to review chronic cholecystitis, including xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis, adenomyomatosis, and some neoplastic processes, both benign and malignant, including gallbladder adenoma, gallbladder cancer, and metastases to the gallbladder. Important to recognize that xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis can mimic all, many different pathologic processes, including gallbladder cancer. This, uh, we're going to evaluate the gallbladder using a pattern-based approach based on um, a previous paper published in the literature that described gallbladder cancer as one of four different patterns, including intraluminal mass, focal wall thickening, diffuse wall thickening, or a mass replacing the gallbladder. So there's a differential diagnosis for each pattern, and we're going to start with intraluminal mass. And most commonly, it's a small polyp. We see these frequently, especially with ultrasound. But other intraluminal masses include adenoma, adenomyoma. Xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis can present as an intraluminal mass. Gallbladder cancer and metastases to the gallbladder. So here's a patient, 75-year-old man with lung cancer. And as you can see, there is a focal mass in the gallbladder. In this case, um, it's well visualized with both CT and MR. And there was mild FDG avidity on a PET CT shown in the fourth image, bottom right corner. This so it was removed, and this was a gallbladder adenoma. Pathologically, it's a papillary adenoma. And pathologically, there are finger-like projections of dysplastic columnar epithelium as shown in this path image on the right. Here's a patient with a gallbladder polyp and I, I show this case because it demonstrates how many of these gallbladder lesions are really well visualized with ultrasound and we can see that there's an abnormality with CT but it's in this case it's better characterized on the ultrasound as an intraluminal polypoid mass. It's also demonstrated in the MR image on the right. This was an adenomyoma in the setting of chronic cholecystitis. So this is another potential cause of a focal intraluminal mass of the gallbladder. Here's a 50-year-old patient with right upper quadrant pain and, an, again, an intraluminal mass in the gallbladder, seen well with ultrasound, also demonstrated nicely with CT using axial and sagittal reconstruction. And in this case, it was focal xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis in the setting of gallbladder calculi. So as I mentioned, xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis can mimic many of the patterns of gallbladder cancer, including an intraluminal mass. Let's take a minute to talk about xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis. And this is a form of chronic cholecystitis, usually with cholelithiasis. It, it mimics gallbladder cancer, as I mentioned. Pathologically, there's mucosal ulceration, destructive acute and chronic inflammation, and lipid-laden macrophages. Um, so as shown here in the path image, on 
ultrasound, there are a number of patterns that have been described, including hypoechoic nodules in the gallbladder wall or a hypoechoic band in the gallbladder wall. These findings are fairly specific for xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis, although not frequently identified. The wall may be echogenic, and it tends to be well-defined. Similar pattern on CT with intramural hypodense nodules or a hypodense mural band, which has been shown to be the most specific finding for xanthogranulomatous cholecystitis. The wall thickening is often identified. It can be diffuse. Um, and additionally, the patients often have cholelithiasis, or it can appear as a gallbladder mass. So it mimics several of the patterns of gallbladder cancer. Okay, moving on to gallbladder cancer, here's a patient with an intraluminal mass, which in this case is a gallbladder cancer, as you can see both with ultrasound and CT. This patient uh, did not undergo surgery and ended up developing obstruction of the gallbladder lumen and acute secondary cholecystitis, as shown in the images on the right. So let's take a minute to discuss gallbladder cancer. Most are aggressive advanced adenocarcinoma. This case shown on the right is an infiltrating moderately differentiated adenocarcinoma. And the path image shows the irregularly shaped glands as well as the nuclear pleomorphism. As I mentioned, there are a number of defined morphologies which include tumor filling the gallbladder lumen, polypoid intraluminal mass, focal or diffuse wall thickening, and a mass replacing the gallbladder. And this is the paper that I mentioned previously by Kumar et al., which defined the different patterns for gallbladder cancer. CT has been shown to be highly accurate for staging, especially with use of multiplanar reconstructions. So let's take a minute to talk about gallbladder cancer. There are different morphologies at CT and ultrasound, as I mentioned, which have been uh, described in the literature. These include tumor filling the gallbladder lumen, a polypoid intraluminal mass, focal or diffuse wall thickening, and a mass replacing the gallbladder. CT is an accurate staging tool for gallbladder cancer, it, especially with the use of multiplanar reconstructions. It's really helpful to demonstrate the extent of disease, both locally advanced disease and, met and distant metastases. So um, moving on to discuss additional causes of focal intraluminal mass. Here's a patient, a 77-year-old man with melanoma. We see an intraluminal mass in the gallbladder on axial CT as well as sagittal and coronal reconstructions. In this case, it's very highly avid, FDG avid on the PET CT, on the fourth image on the right, and this was metastatic melanoma. So we see melanoma going to the gallbladder. In, our, in my experience, sometimes it's very subtle. You have to look very carefully. It doesn't always look like a well-defined mass. It may just appear like high density within the gallbladder lumen. So look carefully in these patients at the gallbladder. Here's another patient with metastatic melanoma, shown nicely on ultrasound with power Doppler imaging to, to demonstrate the vascularity. And as I mentioned, look at the difference between the CT and the ultrasound. It's much more subtle on the CT, very clearly defined on the ultrasound, and seen well on the MRI in this case. So another example of metastatic melanoma as a focal intraluminal mass in the gallbladder. Okay, we're going to stop there, and when I come back, we are going to move on to discuss the remaining patterns of, of uh, gallbladder pathology, including focal and diffuse wall thickening, as well as mass replacing the gallbladder. Thank you very much. <laughs>